Do it for Jesus, everybody. Put your hands together, celebrate the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe, the soon coming King. He is our Savior, He is our provider, He is our protector, He is our sustainer, He is our help. Put your hands together and let's appreciate Him. Let's appreciate Him. Hallelujah. Lift your two hands. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The next two minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Feligabaligas. Fotuga baragavinimikas. Pagadigo gadigo sai. Sian ikobaradises. Fonuga balimantas. Alugabalamatelahas <laughs> Jesus. In the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 17, Bible said, On a certain day, Jesus was teaching, and the doctors of the law, and the teachers of the law, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees were there. But also present was the power of God to heal. That means it doesn't matter the caliber of people that gather. If the power of God is absent, we are wasting our time. If this gathering is devoid of the power of God, then a political rally is better. Or a lecture room is better. Lord, tonight, this is your prayer point. Tonight, let your power be present to heal. Let your power be present to transform. Let your power be present. Let there be a visitation that will change my life for good. That will set my heart on fire. Lift your voice and make it a prayer. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice. Clap your head and pray. Shout out to 
Look, first Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Paul, I mean Saul, encountered prophet Samuel, and Samuel said, You will get to the garrison of the Philistines. He said, And the spirit of the Lord shall come upon you. And the first thing that shall happen to you is that you shall be changed into another man. Look at me. If God cannot change you into another man, or if God cannot make you a better person, he cannot give you a better blessing. So God, tonight, let the presence of your spirit turn me into another man. Change me, oh God, into another man. Clap your hand and make it a prayer. Change me into another man. Change me into another man. when the power of God was present to heal now in Luke 5 18 God had healed many sicknesses 19 and diseases now in Luke 5 26 Bible said and the people said we have seen remarkable things today Lord do something remarkable in my life today do something awesome in my life today Clap your hand and make it a prayer. Do something remarkable. Do something remarkable in my life. Do something remarkable. Do something remarkable. 
hands are lifted. We've come to draw. 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 Shadabadusas. 
Draw, 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 draw from the spirit. Yasula Galiba Tina Matizas. Rokonama Pelelelelelelelelosas. You are not leaving this place the same you can. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe, breathe. Just breathe your name upon me, breathe. Your hey, your hey, your hey, your hey, your hey, your your name upon me. your two hands. Out of the mundane to where I'm ordained for the things that were made, were made from things unseen. There are realms of glory for my world to see, dimensions found only in Jesus Christ, the Son, channels of my spirit. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? I am with the Father. No boundary, no limit. And no boundaries, no limit. Open up. Let me call on to the
Two hands are lifted, everyone. Let the channels of our spirits be open. Let the channels of our spirits be open. Let the channels of our spirits be open, Lord. Take this, Lord, and have your way. I'm just ever safe and nothing more. And when you turn, please take the glory. Uh, 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 uh. I'm satisfied just to see your glory. Anybody has the same story? Take the stage. And have your way I'm just everything And nothing more When you're done Please take the glory I'm satisfied Just to see Put your hands together, celebrate Jesus, celebrate the Holy Ghost, celebrate God the Father, celebrate Him. We welcome you into our midst tonight, welcome you Lord, this is Higher Dimension Day 2, 2021, you are welcome Holy Ghost. Take that stage, have your way, 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 Jesus name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost, in Jesus name. God bless you. Please take your seats. Permit me to once again appreciate the campus pastor, our father, Reverend Dr. Stephen Yenusam Wingham for the honor, the privilege. Are you clapping for him? It's a great honor to be with you. Bovagadi Gatus. Levera Gatus Asayapa. And I thank him for that honor. Also to all your executives, the president, the vice, the core. Thank you so much. Celebrate them. You think it's easy to be an executive of AGCM. Clap your hand and celebrate your executives. Can I tell you a little story? Can I tell you a little story? That's why you not tell anybody who. Glenda, it will be a secret between you and me. When I was president of AGCM at KNUST, I spotted a young lady. This one is a secret I'm telling you. Don't clap. And 
I was I was marking time on the girl, Pressy. As I was going on visitation, if I visit every room once, I visit there twice. Brenda, it's a serious matter. And I was marking time because I didn't want people to say that I have used my position as a president to grab. I wanted to show them that with or without presidency, I can sing sweet melodies. And I was monitoring this girl. When I'm going for my night prayer walk, I will give her a call. Are you available? Let's go and pray. Oh my goodness. Glenda, I will call her. If you know they are saying, we'll walk, we'll pray like 40 minutes, we'll talk like one hour. Press <laughs> I was enjoying my time. Then one week to handing over, I had rehearsed all my lines and how I would say it. Oh my goodness. I won't tell you the rest. The way your ears are wide open. I won't tell you what happened. Hey! But by the time the story ended, I was sick for three days. You can understand. <laughs> put your hands together for your executives it's not easy huh? Luke 24 verse 32 Luke 24 verse 32 that is the scripture you gave me huh? Luke 24 verse 32 someone can stand and read it out loud Luke 24 verse 32 Wow. Oh, I love that. The Living Bible. Uh huh. Now, watch this. They began telling each other how their hearts had felt strangely warm. Watch that. As he talked with them. Is this fan working properly? If it's working properly, please increase the speed. Eh? So that I won't sweat too much. Sorry, go on. And he explained the scriptures during the walk down the road. Now look at me everybody. Just pay attention for the next 30 minutes and we zoom into prayer. Yesterday I began by telling you that a heart on fire is a life on fire. Do you remember that one? Do you remember that? I said to you that a heart on fire is a life that is on fire. And to contextualize it, we are not talking about being on fire for the devil. Because there are many people even on campus here that are on fire for the devil. They prostitute like nobody's business. My goodness. They gossip like nobody's business. They lie like nobody's business. They steal like nobody's business. But you see, there are people who are on fire for the devil and will go every extent 
intent to do evil but there are also people young men young women like us who are also on fire for the Lord so when we are talking about a heart on fire we are talking about a life that is on fire not for the devil but for God and tonight I want to zero in quickly on how you can know your life is on fire or what are the things that sets your life on fire and I'm reading from that same verse now pay attention because the Bible said and they said to one another is that not it? they said to one another that when he talked with us on the road my goodness now notice that the story is that Jesus had resurrected and these disciples were walking by the roadside and discussing the rumors of his resurrection and Bible said suddenly Jesus joined in that discussion and so it was a a tete a tete with Christ it was a communication with Christ and they are saying that when he was talking with them that was when their hearts began to bend and that is the place of communication that is the place of prayer that means that nobody sets his life on fire without the altar of prayer. Any man that must be on fire must be a man of prayer. Uh, Can you say that with me? Any man on fire say loud and clear. Say any man on fire is a man of prayer. So what it means is that your life cannot be set ablaze for the Lord unless you are a man that is on fire look at me that is on that is that is a man of prayer now bible said bible said in luke in luke in luke is it luke give me in matthew 21 in matthew 21 verse 12 and verse 13 jesus entered the temple and began to flock he flogged, Bible said, he flogged the money changers and all those who were selling in the house. And in verse 13, he said, my house shall be called a house of what? Talk to me. My house shall be called a house of what? Now, then, you see, don't forget that Jesus came under the old dispensation. So then, the temple was the house of God. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, we know that the house of God is no longer the physical structure. The house of God is your body. It's my body. So when Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, what it means is that your body is primarily for prayer, not for gossiping. If you are clapping, God will put one million dollars in your hand. Look at me and let me preach it. Your house is primarily for prayer, not for fornication. Uh, Let me push this thing. Your house is primarily for prayer 
prayer not for any other thing you deem necessary are you here with me and prayer is one major essential of life look at me a fish can never survive out of water it is impossible just as a believer can never survive out of the presence of God and so in Mark eleven twenty five, Jesus said when you stand praying not if you stand praying He said, when you stand praying, not if. That means prayer is not an option. Look at your neighbor, say prayer is not an option. Tell the person, say prayer is not an option. Say prayer is not an alternative. Say prayer is an essential. Oh, how do I know this? You remember there was a man called Daniel that served under four different political dispensations. And one thing that kept Daniel going, even in the change of government, was his prayer life. And so you read Daniel chapter 6, when the king said to set him above, all the satraps and the governors, Bible says some people conspired and they said, and they said, we will not find any wrong in this guy except something to do with his God. And what were they trying to attack? They were trying to attack the prayer life of Daniel. How do I know? Because when they went to the king, their request uh -huh, and the trap they set was that, oh king, in the next 30 days, let no man pray to any other God except you. That means we are not attacking the righteousness of Daniel. We are not attacking the financial explosion of Daniel. We are not attacking his money. We are are not even interested in his health what we are interested in is his prayer life why because the strength of every man is in his altar are you here with me the strength of every man is not in the food you eat it's not in the parents that gave birth to you the strength of a man is in his altar and so when your altar is strong you are strong when your altar is potent you are potent and they understood that if now watch this if they can cut Daniel off from his God for 30 days they can get him think about it the people did not propose one year they did not propose five years Glenda they only proposed one month look at me that means that one month without prayer makes you very vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy how can you walk as a believer for one month and you can't remember spending at least one hour in the presence of God that means you are a living dead you are just walking but you are dead you are you are an easy prey for the enemy they said we don't need one year to destroy Daniel all we need is one month without prayer Can I push this thing for you? All we need is one month without prayer. I pray for every one of you at the sound of my voice that when the enemy rise up against you and rise up against your prayer altar like a flood, let Katusa, may the spirit of the Lord raise up a standard against him. Now look at me and let me talk to you. Listen. Yeah. The first sign that you will know you are backsliding, that you lose interest in prayer. How do I know 
my life is going down a negative trajectory. Watch this, my sister. Even when you are not kissing a boy. Even when you are not smooching a girl. How you would know that even though you don't have physical evidence of sin in your life, yet you don't have God around you, is that you lack the appetite for the presence. So immediately you realize, as a believer, I've gone two days and I've not spent time in the presence, but I feel normal. You have been trapped. Do you know why? The reason is that the protection of the child of God is not in the physical. Look at me, everybody. We are trying to fight a spiritual devil in the physical. So even though you don't feel anything in the physical, in the spiritual, you have been overpowered. Because your defense as a Christian, oh Jesus, now let me ask you. He said, I will give my angels charge over you. They will bear you up in, your, in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. I ask you a question. Have you ever escaped narrowly some traps and death before? Have you escaped before? All right. Do you believe that escape was supernatural? Okay, if it was supernatural, then it means that God sent an angel to fulfill Psalm 91. Is that not it? Now, did you see the angel or not? Even though you did not see the angel, the angel was around. That means that even though you cannot see the spiritual impact of your prayer, there is still some spirit. Oh, now watch this. Let me, I, I feel like preaching now. Do you know that when the devil went to God and God asked him, have you considered my servant Job? You know what the devil said? You know what he said? The devil said to God, he said, have you not made an hedge round about him? Now hold on. It wasn't God that said, I have made a hedge. Oh, you are looking at me. Listen, listen, listen carefully. That scripture we quote often. It wasn't God that said, I have made a hedge round about Job. No. It was the devil that said, you have made a hedge round about Job, his household, and everything that he has. So if it was in, in, in AGCM Legon, it would have been, you have made a hedge round about, uh, whose name should I use? I don't, Glenda. Don't be jealous. She's my friend. Huh? I have made a hedge round about Glenda about her household about her hostel about her room about her GP so you can see that even though the girl is not studying as she used to be because she's an executive the GPA is not dropping why? because God has made a hedge there is a hedge round about it Proceed. it was the devil that said You've made a hedge. This is the question. How did he know? Ask your neighbor, how did he know? You know that even Job probably didn't know. Even Job probably didn't know that God had made a hedge round about him. But the devil knew. Eh? Don't deceive yourself. The devil knows you more than you know yourself. My sister, 
There were some seven sons of Sceva who wanted to play the fool with the demon. Oh, the demon said, said, I know Jesus. I know Paul. Who are you? I prayed a prayer with that scripture some time ago. I said, give me, oh Jesus, give me the kind of life that even the devil can testify about. This is the devil testifying about the impeccable nature of Jesus and the impeccable nature of Paul. But he is questioning the life of some. Do you know that their father was a priest? Not just a priest. Bible said a leading priest. And yet the devil did not know them. He said, he said we belong to the same camp. A kingdom divided against itself will not stand. He said get out of this place. You can't be divided against me. We are working for the same kingdom. If the devil can tell God that you have made a hedge, that means the devil went to try Job. But don't forget, Bible said every morning Job will wake up. He will carry a sacrifice and enter the presence of God and say prayers, not just for himself, but for his family. So that was the source of the hedge. was the source of the hedge. You, it is an error to go one month without prayer. It's an error. Somebody said that one week without prayer will make you weak. Haven't you heard it before? One week without prayer will make you weak. Immediately. Adam and Eve ate the fruit. Bible said they realized they were naked. Guess what? God was coming and they were hiding. Now, didn't they know that God was omnipresence? Who can hide from God? Look at me, let me talk to you. Anytime you are struggling to even confess your sin, huh? there's a problem. Why are you running from a man that knows you better than you know yourself? Why are you running from a man that knows you better than you know yourself? I present to you, therefore, you don't prepare in battle, you prepare before battle. Prayer makes you battle ready. There are most of us who wait for battles to come before we try to react to the battle. Too late for you. Are you aware that there is nobody more proactive than the devil? Anything the devil will do in January, he plans it two years and five years before January 2021. That's why I said, if, he said, if, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you fail to be proactive in your spiritual work with God, you are setting yourself up destruction setting yourself up as a student don't be too busy to pray I have been a student before and by the grace of God we prayed there's one young man I don't know mention he's now a pastor I used to wake up 4 a.m. and I walk to the park we have a, we had a park I will walk to the park to go and pray. This guy was not a Christian, but his room was next to my room. 
So anytime I wake up and I'm going, I pass behind his window and he was sleeping on the top bed. So every time I pass and he's very sensitive in his sleep, so he wakes up, he smells the perfume, he says, ah, where is this boy going? So one day, after many weeks, he told me, he's a man of God, I decided that I wanted to see where you were going. I thought, because we were classmates, he thought that when I wake up for him, I go and read my books. So he wanted to be sure. The way when I come to class, and in fact, I was, let me not talk about that one. It can influence you. Are you here with me? So this young man followed me. He followed me. I didn't know he was following me. He followed me to the park. And I began to pray. I didn't know he had followed me. And I was praying. 30 minutes. 45 minutes. One hour. One and a half hours. The guy stood there and said, "Ah, He was waiting for me to finish praying. So that he would, he would tell me I followed you. So we can go to the hostel together. He said, I waited and waited. You were not coming. I left. I prayed till about 6.30. And that was my normal routine. By the grace of God. Till I got to the room. The guy walked to the room. He said, I never knew. I never knew that you were that deep in prayer. Because I was one person, I never spoke in class. Sometimes lecturers will come and ask me, are you, are you part of this class? And when I'm going for, when I'm going for lectures, you are too official. See these jeans? I wear jeans and I wear t-shirts and I'm going for lectures. So the guy didn't even know I was president of AGCM. He said, you, you have taken me by surprise. He said, but when I look at your life, and through that, the guy became a believer, started following me to the park. When he started following me to the park, after about two, three days, he was in his room praying. The Holy Ghost fell upon him. He received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The end of the story is that he has a church in Tema. He's a pastor. In Tema. Look at me. Yeah. The doctors will tell you. The doctors will tell you. Anytime your case get to the point where you can't talk. It's called critical. Oh, Jesus. Can I push this thing for you? When a man is so sick that he cannot talk, it's critical. Because at least, even if you can talk, you can tell us that your rib is hurting. You can tell us you have a backache. You can tell us you have a fever. But when you cannot talk, it is deemed critical. Look at me. When you wake up in the morning, have you smelled your mouth before? Even now, you can remove the marks, blow hair, and smell it. And let's see if it is smelling nice. Look at me. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Jesus. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. And because a closed mouth is a smelling mouth, a closed mouth is a smelling destiny. The reason your life is smelling is because you are too quiet. 
you are too quiet if you are too gentle in life you don't settle if you are not violent the devil keeps you silent if you are not radical you cannot become classical the generation God said to me two days ago he said my son your generation is not looking for explanations I said Lord what are they waiting for he said they are looking for manifestations oh my goodness we don't have time for your explanations if you can do anything manifest for the endless expectation of the creature awaited the manifestation not the explanation the manifestation of the sons of God do you know a man called John Wesley yesterday I spoke a bit about John Wesley John Wesley was a man of prayer he was a man of many 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 businesses because he was an evangelist you know he was also uh, I mean, a hymn writer and all that. Most of the Methodist hymns we sing today were composed by John Wesley. One day, the, the, the journalist asked him again. They said, my brother, they said, what really is your secret? What really is your main business? This was a man that prayed at least two hours every day. It is said he hardly missed his prayer time and he looked them in the face and he told them, he said, prayer is more of my business than any other business. That means you cannot study more than you pray. Uh, 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 let me push this thing. This is the university. Let me say it again. Look at me. You cannot talk to a man or a woman more than you talk to God. You are not a Christian if you are comfortable to sit with a girlfriend for five hours and you cannot sit with the Holy Ghost for one hour. You are not yet a born again Christian. You have not yet gotten to the point where God can have koinonia with you. Where the Holy Ghost can have fellowship with you. Because you enjoy the presence of your fiancé more than you enjoy the presence of the Holy Ghost. Look at me. And that is why anytime you get to the examination room and you have forgotten what you learned, you call the Holy Ghost. He said, call your boyfriend. When you call Holy Ghost, he said, call Kweku. Call Kweku to come and help you. When I was waiting for you to enjoy fellowship with you, you were with Kweku. I said to God in a place of prayer, I said, may I never spend more time with any man than you. Look at me. Anybody. Anybody that is more valuable than God is the devil in your life. The devil. I wrote down in my prayer book. I said this year, may I never give to anybody. I, no, let me put it this way. I said, anything I cannot give God, may I never give to any man, not even myself. You must get there. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, not with some of your heart. You can't give some to Angie and give some to God. God is not interested in sharing the space of your heart with a girlfriend who doesn't even know his bearing. Look at me and let me talk to you. God sent me here tonight to call God lovers that are crazy about God more than they are crazy about greats. Some of you are more crazy crazy about your grades and so we call for evangelism you will not come we call for church service you will not come because you are more crazy about how your parents will see you and evaluate 
you that how God will see you and evaluate you. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the matter, what your parents think will not matter. Hey, at the end of the matter, what even your lecturers think will not matter. John Wesley said, prayer is more of my business than any other thing. Can I talk to you? Can I talk to you now? Listen, the closest of prayer is the engine room and the generator for every genuine and heaven-sponsored revival. Anywhere you see revival, there are men praying. Anywhere you see revival, there are men that are behind the revival. Every move of God is sponsored through a man. In Acts chapter 12 verse 5, look at me and let me talk to you now. Some of you may get offended, but it's good for you. Are you here with me? Acts 12 verse 5, do you know that Peter was arrested by Herod? Do you remember? When Peter was arrested and put in prison, it was not an ordinary prison. In fact, Bible said he was put between four squads. That's not it. Of four soldiers each. So each barricade had four. That was about 16 soldiers. Now we forget to add that when he was lying in the prison, he had two soldiers he had been bound to. One was bound from his left to the other person's right. So this is it. Come. Stand here. So there is a handcuff from this hand to this hand. There's another handcuff from this hand to this hand. So Peter alone was being guarded by not less than 18 soldiers. Now sit down. Watch me. Let me, let me, let me talk to you. The gate of the prison that was called the iron gate. That iron gate needed at least 25 well-built soldiers to both open the iron gate and to close it. So even if Peter comes out, he needs 25 well-built men to open, not precise muscles, to open the iron gate. And so you see, sometimes you read the Bible and you take, you gloss over certain things. When Bible said, the iron gate opened of its own accord. It was a miracle he was talking about. Because that iron gate could never open on its own accord. Could never. On its own accord. That means automatic doors did not start in the 21st century. Oh Jesus. Before, before the scientists uh, thought about automated doors, God had already invented one in the prison of Herod. I pray for you. Any iron gate before you, before your academics, any course that has become an iron gate, I command it to open of its own accord. Now listen, this is the point. I just tried to give you a description of the kind of prison Peter was in. But guess what? In Acts chapter 12 verse 5. Leonard, do you know that when, when the angel appeared in the prison, Peter was asleep. No, no, do you remember? Peter was fast asleep. How can God deliver a man who is asleep? 
Look at me. You, you cannot love sleep. You cannot love sleep. You cannot love sleep. Do you know what the Bible said about sleep? Should I tell you? Should I tell you? He said, a little sleep, a little slumber. He said, and poverty will come to you. So the first sign of everybody, anybody who is poor, that the person loves sleep. When you see poor people, never forget this. The first sign of broke, struggling, wretched, poor people, they love sleep. They never invest in their night seasons. Oh my goodness. Job 36 verse 20. He said, do not desire the night. For that is when men are cut off from their destinies. The time when men are cut off from their destinies are in the night. So you don't use the night talking with your girlfriend. Today I've come for you, pa. Come for you, pa. You cry, I don't know this. You don't do free night calls. In my days, free night calls. You look for the network that is doing 12, 12 to 5. You can talk from 12 to 5. And what you don't realize is that your destiny is being subverted. Your destiny is being subverted. Bible said a woman slept on her baby. At midnight, she woke up and took the other person's baby. The transaction happened at night. First Kings chapter 3 verse 20. Oh, come on now. In Matthew 13 verse 25, Bible said a man planted good seed. He said, but at night, when his men slept, the enemy stepped in. Anytime you sleep, look at me. We prayed a prayer in church recently. And I said to them, I said, Lord, let me not sleep the kind of sleep that empowers my enemy. There is a kind of sleep you will sleep. It empowers your enemy to work against you. It may not sleep. That kind of nonsense sleep. Nonsense sleep. You know what? What Hushai? Hushai said about David. Oh, I love the scriptures. In 2 Samuel 17, verse 8, when Absalom gave a counsel, he said, give me about 3,000 men. I will pounce on David. Hushai said to um, Absalom, uh, when, uh, sorry, when Ahitophel, he said to Absalom, he said, he said, your, your, your father, who is David, your, your father David is a man of war and he does not spend the night with the troops. So if you wanted to know one major secret of David, it was because he was a man of the night. My goodness. Archbishop Idahosa used to pray midnight. And he was praying one midnight around 3 a.m. Praying in the Holy Ghost. When about 12 armed men jumped his wall and entered his compound. When they entered the compound, they cocked their guns. They said, where is the man of this house? We are the men of the night. They didn't know that the actual man of the night was away doing some warfare. The guy looked through the window and he saw them. It said that Archbishop Benson Hosa didn't even bother. He kept praying. 
praying, 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 praying until they broke his door and entered. When they entered, he appeared. He said, what are you looking for? He said, we are looking for the man of the house. We are the men of the night. He looked at them. He said, I'm not just a man of the night. I'm a man of the day. I give you 12 seconds. If you don't disappear, I kill all of you. Kill all of you. Have you heard about Joseph Ayobabalola before? Have you heard about him before? He is the founder of Christ Apostolic Church. That man was so prayerful that one time he went to a prayer mountain and he was praying on his knees. While he was praying, a cobra, a live cobra climbed him and the guy did not feel it. He was still on the knees and he was praying with his face bowed between the knees praying. The cobra dried up. It dried up and he felt there was something at his back. So he shook it and the thing fell. When it fell, it was the cobra. When you were a man of prayer, there is a hedge around you. Babalola came from the mountain one time. When he got home, he said to the daughter, you know, he was a man of fasting. He said to the daughter, can you make me some tea? <laughs> and the girl was going. And the way she was walking, the father looked at her. He said, why are you behaving like a mad person? Instantly, the daughter went mad. You don't joke with the utterances of a man of prayer. Baba Lola, his wife used to trouble him a lot. Sometimes he'll be in the bathroom and the wife will lock the door. Sometimes he has crusades. The wife will lock the door. Will not allow him to go out. But one of such days, the crowd had gathered. They were waiting for him to come and preach. And he was in the room dressing up and praying in the Holy Ghost. When the wife sneaked in, shut the door and locked it. He knocked and knocked and knocked. The wife will not open the door. My goodness. The guy continued praying in the Holy Ghost. He prayed in tongues for about one hour. Suddenly he disappeared from the room and appeared on the crusade ground. He appeared on the crusade ground. Preached. And after preaching, he walked home. The wife looked at him, went to the room to see if he was there. He said, how did you come out? I cover Santaya. Look at me. When you were a man of prayer, Bible said the wind bloweth where it listed, and we hear the sound thereof, but can't not tell whether it goeth or coming. He says, so is every man that is born of the Spirit. When you are born of the Holy Ghost, your, your, your way is unpredictable. They cannot predict your going out. They cannot predict your coming in. One day, you see the way you worship. Abalola was having a rehearsal with his choir. They were rehearsing, rehearsing, and he was singing in the spirit. Before they realized, the guy was being raptured. He was being lifted. One of the instrumentalists held his hand and said, Baba, don't go. <laughs> he said, Baba, you are not going anywhere. They pulled him down. Men of prayer. They take their world by storm. This is my prayer for you. Everybody at this Hearts of Fire conference, look at me. Even if you do not contact the greats to make a first class, contact the grace for prayer. Oh, I don't like the way you responded. Look, Vice, are you aware? That the disciples worked with Jesus for three and a half years. 
They never asked Jesus to teach them anything. Not the way he was working miracles. They were not interested. Not the way he multiplied bread. The way the woman touched him and the blood ceased. No. One thing they asked, teach us to pray. Why? Because the secret of the man was in his prayer. Mark 135, a great while before day, he rose up to go and pray. Read Matthew 14, when he had let the crowd go and let the disciples go, Bible said he went to a secret place to pray and at, at around 3 a.m. he came walking on the water. A man of prayer will always suspend the natural laws of life. I pray for every one of you. May you contact the grace of prayer. Receive the fire. So Peter was asleep. Eh? But guess what? Acts 12 verse 5. He said, but constant prayer was made for him. By who? By his church, by the friends, Glenda. Let me say this to you and, and go out. I'll mention your name again. Hey, listen, everybody, listen to me carefully and get this point. Peter was sleeping, he did not deserve the deliverance because, at Bible says, it was just the night before his crucifixion, the night before Herod will bring him forward. So, at least, even if you want to, not that night before you are about to be killed, true or false. That night you cannot sleep. When you know you are going for a firing squad, you cannot sleep. And the guy was comfortably asleep. But guess what? The church, they prayed for him constantly. Even though Peter was sleeping, he had friends who could pray for him. Can I talk to you? Even if you don't have friends who can give you money, have friends who can pray for you. When you are choosing your friends, watch out for those who are prayerful. Watch out for those that love the presence of God. There are people who can give you money and kill you with the money. There are people who cannot give you money, but they can pray for money to enter your hand. Which one do you want? God, surround me with prayerful people. That even in my low moments, even when I'm asleep, I can have people who are praying for me. Oh, how good and pleasant it is when you have parents that are prayerful. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes I pity first generation Christians who are not prayerful. In your family, you are the first person to be saved. You don't love prayer, you're not going anywhere. And you are comparing yourself with somebody. Whose great grandfather was an archbishop? His father. You, you can't compete with people like that. Some people are third, fourth, fifth generation Christians. I don't compare myself. In my family, if I stop praying, I die. I die. Lift your right hand, everybody. Say, Lord. Shout it louder. Say, Lord, baptize me with the fire for prayer. I hear people say that I have prayed that it's not working. Look at me. 
when prayer fails more prayer will work the only antidote <laughs> to prayers that is not working is more prayer when prayer fails more prayer will work are you ready for the baptism of prayer are you ready how many of you want that baptism of prayer Atalabata. Fetititis. Uracavantes. He said, Man ought to pray and not to faint. Man ought to pray and not to faint. Lift up your right hand. Now look at me before I make you pray. Put your hands down. Look at me. This prayer you're about to pray will be the game changer. Life. Okay? Can I say something to you? Can you play softly? Listen. Look at me and let me talk to you. A hopeless man is not a man who is an orphan. A hopeless man is not a man who everybody hates. A hopeless man is not a man that does not have a helper. A hopeless man is a man who does not know how to pray. I said to them in church, and I want to tell you, can I say it to you? There is nothing that is impossible for the man of prayer. Nothing. In fact, never forget this. To the man of prayer, that word impossible means I'm possible. Oh, you didn't hear that one. For every man of prayer, where you see impossibility, he breaks the word into two. He says, I'm possible. You may have given up on me, but I'm a possibility waiting to explode. Are you aware that, look at me, when Daniel was attacked and his prayer closet was attacked, you know what Bible says in, in Daniel 6.13 or so? Bible says that the king tried everything. That whole night he couldn't sleep. He was trying to help Daniel. The Bible said when he tried everything and he could not help him, he said to him, he said, Daniel, the God whom you serve day and night shall deliver you. Prezi, can I tell you something? Can I say something to you? It doesn't matter how people love you. A time will come they cannot help you. Those of you who are depending on your parents, a time is coming your parents cannot help you. Bible said the king loved Daniel 
In fact, he regretted for making that decree. But he did everything. He could not help him. Sometimes on your sick bed, it doesn't matter how much money your father has. He can't help you. It doesn't matter how connected they are. They cannot help you. When he realized he cannot help him, he said, the God whom you serve day and night. So I'm asking you a question. When, it, when you are left with only God, will God have any track record to use to help you? He said, the God you serve day and night. The God you defied my, my decrees to serve. Let that God help you. Lord, tonight, baptize me with the fire, the passion, the burden, the garments of relentless prayer. One day, I was there when I was called. In fact, I had my mom. My mom was called. And one of my very good aunties was traveling from Cape Coast or so to, to Accra. They were in a Ford vehicle. And when they called my mom, they said the car had crashed. Everybody in the car, or almost everybody, was dead. According to the story, the driver in the car had some powers or whatever they call it. And when he had done the overtaking and he realized they could not survive, he disappeared from the car and appeared at the police station. Eh? It's good, I've told you, it's good to be a man of prayer. I'm telling you. Time will fail me to share testimonies upon testimonies. When my mom heard the call, she began to cry. She began to cry. And she told me that your auntie is dead. Something in my inside said, my auntie cannot die. I said, no, 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 my auntie cannot die. When I used to go to school, she used to make shit off for me. So I said to God, like Dorcas, Remember the shuttle the woman made for me. I began to show her shuttle to God. I said, my auntie cannot die. They drove to the hospital. At the time, I, I was about to take my breakfast. When I heard the news, I pushed the breakfast aside. I said, until my auntie comes back to life, I'm not eating. I prayed for 40, my parents had left. I prayed for 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, I heard clearly in my ears, without any ambiguity, I heard it clearly, she shall not die. Now, guess what? When my parents, when my parents got to the, the place, they showed her a body that looked like my auntie and said, the woman is gone. In fact, the, the, the gentleman that sat on his wife, she was at the front seat. She was sat close to the, to, to the driver. And then there was one at the door, at the, the Ford vehicle. The gentleman by her, his head went off. So when they showed him, them the body, they just burst out into tears. He said they were walking out. 
when one nurse cried out, he said, but there is still one woman. There is still one woman we have not identified. He said, can we see that? When they went, this was my auntie, breathing. Her hand, oh Jesus. Her hand, the bones in her hand had broken into pieces. So they were hanging the hand, but she was alive. We serve a God of all possibility. Look at me. If only you can pray, nothing is impossible. Tonight I've presented to you a life on fire. It's a life of prayer. Even as a student, cherish your prayer closely. Lift up your two hands. Lava artist. Jesus said that. Jesus said, Tarry, eh? is that not what Jesus said? He said, and when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall be my witnesses. Is that not what he said? But what was the first thing they did when the Holy Ghost came? They prayed in an unknown tongue. That means even before I release you to go out as my witnesses, you must be in the place of prayer. I told you, the first sign you have the Holy Ghost, as my two hands are lifted, Lord, I cry for a fresh baptism, a fresh baptism for prayer. The more I pray, the more I would want to pray. Baptize me with the fire for prayer. Let me pray like no more, no man's business. Lord, baptize me with the fire for prayer. Lift your right hand, say, My father, my father. My father, my father. Shout aloud and clear. Say, My father, my father. My father, my father. As I clap my hand. As I clap my hand. And I begin to pray. And I begin to pray. Say, Lord. Lord. Baptize me. Baptize me. With the fire. Yeah, with fire. For prayer. For prayer. Clap your hand.
listen. In the book of Judges, listen. In the book of Judges, chapter 8, when Gideon and his men went to war, in Judges 8, verse 4, listen. He said, Gideon then crossed the Jordan River with his 300 men. I love this. Are you ready for this one? He said, though they were weary, they were still pursuing Jesus. This one says, and though they were exhausted, they continued to chase. Give me a relentless, a restless spirit for prayer. Eh? Bible said, Elijah, James 5, 17, was a man subject to like passions. Know what he says? He said, yet he prayed. Look at me and let me talk to you. What it means is that your passions and your emotions and what you go through are not a good enough reason why you should not pray. Elijah was a man subject to like passions. That means that guy felt sad and yet he prayed. He was probably angry, he prayed. He was hungry, he prayed. His boyfriend left him, he prayed. He, oh my goodness. You know what Jacob said? No, 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 no. What Isaac said to Esau in Genesis 27 verse 40. He said that you will live by the sword and you will surely serve your brother. He said, but the day you shall become restless. Lord, give me a relentless, a restless spirit for prayer. That though weary, I will still pray. It is that kind of spirit that even after the conference tonight, you get to your hostel and you still want to pray some more. It's that kind of spirit that you go and take your results and though it is not what you like, you are still going to the place of prayer. Lord, give me a restless, a relentless spirit for prayer. Clap your hands. Clap your hands.
Bring that girl to me. Every one of you that is believing God for that anointing, put your two hands on your hand. I see the pillar of fire. It has begun already. In the name of Jesus. There is somebody here in this region. Those of you to my right. I see an anointing here. I see an anointing here. God is about to raise not less than seven people from this place. The name of Jesus. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. But there is a limitation. As I anoint your hair, let the limitation be broken. Break your home. Your two hands on your head. If you are kneeling, stand to your feet. It has started. Those of you here, I'm seeing a cloud of fire. I don't know, but I'm seeing a cloud of fire. Holy Ghost. Lord, where are the 51 people? Jesus, Jesus. The first millionaire to arise in your family. The first graduate, it has started. Jesus, 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 Jesus. The first prominent woman to emerge. Jesus, Sagata Malaka to Zodovosa, Lane to Kuvusa, Nanda Katu, Lagabas. It has started. Leve Kuduvu Salamadisis. Those of you standing here, one, two, three rows. Yeah, that is it, that is it, that is it, that is it, that is it. Take it! Listen, anybody that God touches, bring them to me. I'm looking for 51 people at least. There are 51 people in this service that God wants to raise you as the first millionaire. God wants to raise you as the first. Please get me the oil. Put your hand on your head. The fire is coming. You are one of them. You are one of them. Fire of the Holy Ghost. You are one of them. One of them is coming. Where are they? Where are they? Lamadu Zolokopo, Kapan Tikivasila, Ye Maluatanda Kapa, Nikovu Siki Viko, Lada Fire Fall on you, Daka Super Kataya, Polo to the Lake, Lada Fire Fall on you, Banawasa, Nikova, Ide Manawatanda Kapa, Nikovi Ikalaba so Katibi. Take it! Do you see the fire? You can't give up. Do you see the fire? 
some of you as I walk through you there are some of you huh? the Lord the Lord just told me he said I gave you a gift of the spirit you knew you had a gift of the spirit it could be the word of knowledge it could be dreams but suddenly the gift has gone dormant suddenly you are not able to operate that gift anymore God said to tell you as your hands are lifted above your head wherever you are there is a stirring of that gift there is a stirring paul said to timothy he said fan it into flames the power of the holy ghost is fanning every dormant gift into flames that is it that is it everywhere you are that is it, that is it, that is it. Help it, help it. Let every dormant gift be stirred up. The name of Jesus. Todovus, Kabava, Salaba, Pudovus, Duvu, Dalamas. There are some of you that had the gift of healing. In fact, I'm seeing you. You used to pray for the sick at home. You ever prayed, help that girl in the corner there. You ever prayed for your mother, she was healed. But now anytime you try to exercise the gift, it's as if it's not working. I see your hands. Your hands is being set on fire. It is a rekindling of the gift. It is a rekindling of the gift. It is a rekindling. Sadibotai, Odovo Siki Duvandis, Otadagatuso Kapa, Livesa. I see five more people. The name of Jesus. Five more people. The name of Jesus. That God is raising as a change agent. The name of Jesus. There is somebody. An arrow has been fired into your chest. You've been experiencing severe pains in your chest. Just lay your hand on your chest. You have severe pains in your chest. There's an arrow that has been fired at you. It was fired around 2 a.m. in the night while you were asleep. It was in a dream. Just lay your hand on your chest. I see that devil. You have taken some painkillers. It's not going. God is healing you right now. In the name of Jesus. That pain is getting out of your body now. In the name of Jesus. Rakovatikatina paralysis. Monto legafisis. Monto legafazadala. Ilobranda fanima katis. Eikutuli gavasis. Delekusu botaya. The lady at the back there, in the black, right in front of me. You. The last but one row. Yes. Come. 
I want to close this service. Let me anoint you. From today, anywhere you step, where there is an impossibility, God will use you. God will use you. You are one of the change agents that God is raising. God said to tell you whether you believe it or not, His hand is upon you. They cannot destroy you. They cannot waste you. I see people being wasted in your family. I see people being destroyed in your family. Some of them at a very young age. But the Lord said to tell you, by this prayer you are being exempted. You are about to stand out at a shining light in your family. God is about to raise you as a blazing torch in your house. That is it, that is it. That devil cannot have access to you anymore. The yoke is broken. In the name of Jesus. We need to close. Raise them for me. I anoint you. Go back to your seat. Believe it. Believe it. Raise them. Try and go back to your seat. Try and go back to your seat. Try and go back to your seat. You are loaded. Go back to your seat. I see a lot of sick people around you. I don't know who you are, but I'm seeing a lot of sick people around you. But the Lord is anointing you. You are bringing solution. Bringing solution. Bringing solution. Whoever is sick, God touch them. There is a strong anointing in this place.
Lift your two hands, we are closer. Listen, anybody here, listen carefully, anybody here with a sickle cell, anybody in this service with a sickle cell, today is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, go for another check. God has removed the sickle cell. I just saw it in the spirit that a sickle cell has been removed. From today, you are no longer AS, you are AA. You are no longer SS, you are AA. You are no longer SC, you are AA. Put your hands together and celebrate Jesus.